Welcome to Living Life. Uh, in my house, we have a newborn, and right now she's about eight months old. Uh, she's very, very beautiful. Uh, but now that she's around eight months old, we see that she's becoming a little more independent. Uh, she's moving around on her own now, and we could see you know, her just growing up in front of us. Uh, she still obviously does not understand everything that we're trying to tell her, uh, but now that she could finally is eight months old now, she could pick up on clues on her own. Uh, but already, she's shown us that she has this like, rebellious uh, side to her. Uh, there'll be times when I tell her, you got to stop doing something, and then she'll just look at me, uh, stare at me for a little bit while, and then eventually, she'll just start screaming on the top of her lungs uh, because I'm stopping her from doing something that she wants to do. Um, I wish I could say that I have no idea where she gets this from, uh, but even now, uh, at this more advanced age that I am, uh, when I have people telling me to do stuff that I don't want to do, uh, I don't scream on the outside, but inside, you know, I'm screaming on the top of my lungs. Uh, and it makes sense, because as humans, we all have this rebellious side to us. Uh, we're all disposed uh, to going against, especially when people are telling us something that we don't want to do. And it's different for everyone, but we all possess this innate uh, rebellious side. Uh, as we continue our exploration on the book of Deuteronomy, uh, we see, especially today, uh, the rebellious nature of people. And even God's own chosen people, uh, we see them rebel against God over and over and over again. Uh, but each step, each step of all the days, uh, as they are still rebelling, we still see the grace of mercy of God uh, just traveling with them every step of the way. Uh, with that, let's take a look at today's passage together. Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 22 through 29. You also made the Lord angry at Taberah, at Massa, and at Kibrith Hethavah. And when the Lord sent you out of Kadesh Barnea, he said, Go up and take possession of the land I have given you. But you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You did not trust him or obey him. You have been rebellious against the Lord ever since I have known you. I lay prostrate before the Lord those forty days and forty nights because the Lord had said he would destroy you. I prayed to the Lord and said, Sovereign Lord, do not destroy your people, your own inheritance that you redeemed by your great power and brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Overlook the stubbornness of this people, their wickedness, and their sin. Otherwise, the country from which you brought us will say, Because the Lord was not able to take them into the land he had promised them, and because he hated them, he brought them out to put them to death in the wilderness. But they are your people, your inheritance that you brought out by your great power and your outstretched arm.
In today's passage, uh, we are in the latter part of Deuteronomy chapter 9. And in this section, we are reminded of all the things that Israelites had done on their way to the Promised Land. Uh, as Christians, we're very familiar with the golden calf situation, how the people built for themselves an idol while Moses was on Mount Sinai receiving the law from God. Uh, but the Israelites' rebellion stretched much further than all of that. As a matter of fact, in today's passage, if you look at verse 22, it says, You also made the Lord angry at Tabera, at Massa, and at Kebrath, uh, Hatava. Uh, it means that in each place, the Israelites were able to show the rebellious side that they had. In Tabera, we see the Israelites, they complain about God. They make all their complaints and they cry out to God. At Massa, we see that the people, they start complaining about Moses, who is their appointed leader. And at Kibroth Habtaba, we see them even complaining about the manna that they're receiving from heaven. Uh, lastly, there's a fourth place that's mentioned. It's kind of a summary statement of all the things that Israelites had done. It says at Kadesh Barnea, we are told that this is a place where they refused to listen, refused to obey, and did not trust in God. The point is that the people over and over and over again, uh, they rebelled against God. Even though they were able to see the presence of God in front of them, it didn't stop them because they had this innate uh, nature that was part of them where they just wanted to continue to rebel against God. And all of this, this nature can be summarized in this way, in their inability to listen, inability to obey, and their lastly, the inability to trust in God. And the fact that God was leading them in the wilderness to the promised land had nothing to do with how righteous they were, but in actuality, God was doing all of these things and giving them this blessing in spite of what the people were doing. You know, it's very easy for us to look at them and say, you know what, if I were an Israelite living those thousands of years ago, there's no way I would have done that. I would have listened to God. I would have remembered that God saved me out of Egypt. I would have remembered that God gave me all of these things. He provided food for me. And I wouldn't have rebelled like the Israelites had. Uh, but in reality, if we take God's standard of rebellion, of not listening to Him, not obeying Him, and not trusting in Him, then we too find ourselves very often in open revolt against God. Now, how many of us have not complained about our lives? Uh, how many of us have not even complained about other people, right? Uh, disobeying His command to love others? Now, how many of us have not complained about God's providence, ignoring the fact that each day, that this very moment, that we owe everything to Him? And though we might not have made these golden idols, we too have placed our hopes, we have placed our trust in something other than God. And if we have done so, we have also uh, rebelled against God in the same way. When we choose my way over God's way, when we choose my way without even asking about God's way, uh, that is open rebellion, regardless of the action. As a matter of fact, I could sell all my belongings, I could donate it to the poor, I could do great things with it, but once again, if in that I'm not asking uh, what God's will for my life is, and I'm still choosing it for my motivations and my reasons, then once again, I stand in open rebellion against God. You know, this leads us to the latter part of today's passage. Uh, after seeing what the people have done, Moses, he intercedes on behalf of the Israelites. 
for 40 days and 40 nights, he lays on the ground and he prays. And he asks for three things from God. Number one, he says, God, please do not destroy your people. Remember the covenant that you have made and please do not destroy your people. Uh, secondly, uh, Moses asked God to remember all the people that came before him, to remember the patriarchs, remember the promises that God had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And lastly, Moses asks God to overlook the stubbornness of the people, uh, to overlook their wickedness, and to overlook their sin. Uh, in a way, uh, Moses is acknowledging their sin. He's not minimizing it, but he's asking for God's favor in that situation. You know, the prayers are special because it does acknowledge everything. Uh, Moses doesn't hide anything from God. At the same time, while he's revealing how the people are, their sin and, and, their, and their wickedness, uh, at the same time, Moses reveals who God is in this prayer. He says that God is mercy, God is compassionate, and God is love. And in spite of everything, God will always keep his promises. So today, as we meditate on today's word, let's do two things. Number one, let's begin by remembering the goodness of God. Uh, before we complain, before we look around and compare, uh, before we look around and think of all the things that we don't have, let us first remember what God has already given us, his grace, his providence, his love, his salvation, and the fact that we are able to stand right, right here where we are is all because of what God has already given us. Uh, secondly, let's take this time to repent. Uh, let's reflect on the state of our lives right now, and let's repent. And though we may not be you know, actually practicing idolatry in the same way that the Israelites had, there are still parts of our lives right now when we're not fully committed to God, we're not relying fully on God, uh, refusing to trust Him. Instead of doing all of what God's telling us to do, they were choosing to do what I want to do in this very moment. Uh, so today, as we do those two things, remembering the goodness of God and repenting, uh, let us just lay everything down and just be able to rely and give this day up to Him. Another thing that we are reminded of today is the power of prayer. Uh, Moses, in faith, he was able to just pray to God and just be able to uh, give his request to God on behalf of the people, and God was able to answer each and every one of them. Now, there's an amazing power behind prayer. Uh, they say that if you pray, there are three things that could happen. Number one, all your external circumstances can change. All the things that you're asking for they could all change and get fixed by themselves. Or number two, uh, the will of the person who is praying can change. And even though you're asking for one thing, uh, instead you're able to receive the will of God. And lastly, another thing that's possible when you pray is when the will of the person aligns with the will of God. And that's what we're able to see in today's passage. So as we go into this time of prayer, uh, let's trust that God will not only listen to our prayers, but he, as a good father, will be able to answer all the prayers that we have. So at this time, let us pray. Heavenly Father God, uh, we thank you so much for giving us your word and reminding us of your immense love and mercy and compassion for us. And even though oftentimes that 
It is in our nature to rebel against you, to go against you, and to live a totally separate life from you that you still refuse to leave us and you still call us your own. Help us to understand, to remember how good you are, and also to be able to praise your name on high, and also to be able to repent all the sins that we have inside of us, knowing that when we pray and offer all of these things to you in faith, that you will not only listen, but you'll answer each and every one of them. Lord, we thank you and we love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.